0: You can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody.
1: And I pull up to the house and I look over everybody. onto the porch of the house next to ours. And sitting there is Austin Phillips on his phone. And I ask him, I was like, dude, what's going on? And he goes, Well, I slept through my morning class, so I had nothing better to do than play <laughs> some golf battle. And I didn't know what to do with that. Anyways we're back (laughs) this is what manhood means week three podcast um hope you guys are doing great happy monday another week ahead good things coming hey everybody it's toby welcome back to another episode of what manhood means podcast hey everybody it's
2: austin it is true i did sleep through my class but mom don't worry um i think i did really good on the exam so it's it's all good (laughs)
3: I can confirm that. Definitely an A-plus for Austin. Dawson over here. Glad to be back. And
1: this is Brock. So glad to have you guys back on the podcast listening grind this week. Hoping that your next five days of class or whatever you're doing go really well. This week we wanted to jump into a whole nother topic about life in general. Uh, life with Jesus. Life with being a Christian guy. And so we're just going to throw out a topic for this week and see where it goes.
0: Yeah, so uh, if we're gonna be just completely honest with you guys, we're all a little bit tired. It's been a long week, hasn't it? Yes, and I have a cold too, so
1: I sound like I smoked a pack before this, but that's all right. Did you? Not at all. <laughs> okay, nope. Good.
0: Good. Well, so guys, we're just gonna dive into the topic of how do you follow God just in the mundane and when you're tired, and I think uh, that's especially when you're tired is a time when Satan really tries to attack. So I think it's going to be an interesting conversation and I can't wait to see where it goes this week.
3: Toby, for all our pre-K listeners out there, can you define mundane?
0: Wow. Mundane is like just the day-to-day life when you're going to work and just not the big activities that you're doing, but just your daily life. Maybe when it, it might be when you're tired or maybe when you're struggling, just how do you still follow God in that?
3: almost just the ordinary aspects of life.
0: You summed that up way better than I did in one word. Well, let's
1: just jump in. And I would say this is an easy answer. I would say a way to stay on track during the mundane is to listen to the What Manhood Means podcast. So you're already well on your way this week, everybody. So (laughs) So you guys are great Christians for listening to this podcast. Great job. (laughs) Or that means absolutely nothing. But hey, we're glad you're along. So let's just kind of jump in. And I mean, for all four of us, we have weekly rhythms, routines that we get into. I know for me this week has felt so long. I was riding in the car with a buddy today and he said to me, He's like, This time last week, it was Friday and now it's Monday. And so now we're just starting all over again and it just feels exhausting and like a cycle that never ends. So, uh, for you guys, what has it looked like, even in the beginning of this school year, to jump back into a rhythm and have you had success of staying connected to, you know, spiritual life and staying spiritually, physically, mentally healthy, or has that been a challenge for you guys?
0: Brock, for me, it's interesting. I think this year has been super positive. And I think if we go back to last week, it's simply just because of the community aspect, uh, that has been helping me so immensely. But last year, I just fell into a trap where it was like every single week was the same, and I just like couldn't break out of that. And that is when it gets scary for me. and I think, just coming from a place where I'm good with that now and I've kind of established a weekly or even a daily routine, it, I, I praise God for that, right, because it's it's so awesome. So I come from a place where I'm good now, but I definitely have had the issues where, you know, it, it can be tough uh, staying on schedule and even, you know, praising God and making sure that's number one when your week just gets mundane or ordinary or tired. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from.
3: Austin, in a mundane week or in a mundane season, what do you do on a weekly or daily basis to um, keep yourself in line with God, to keep yourself walking with Him, um, to make the ordinary maybe a little bit more extraordinary, or to keep being faithful in that ordinary?
2: That's a great question, Um, and I think I'm going to change up the question a little bit just because so far this year, I really haven't had like a, I would say like a mundane week, because I think every week, just kind of with the school year kicking up, a bunch of other activities kicking up being committed to different things. Each week looks pretty different. Um, and so I think certain days I'm doing certain things, other days I'm not, um, and it varies every week. So, um, I think it's just having a consistent time of where, no matter what your schedule is, what it looks, um, according to the day, um, having that one consistent time where you sit down and you're like, no, like I'm devoting time to having quiet time or having fellowship with people. Um, and so for me, that's, I have a break in class from around 10 to 3 um, on Mondays, and that's when I sit down, one, and do all my homework because I know if I don't do all my homework then, then I'm just going to procrastinate at night, and that's just not good. Um, But once I do my homework or before I do my homework, I make sure I sit down and I um, journal and I watch. There's a couple of guys I follow on YouTube, so if they post a video, I'll always watch those um, because they provide scripture and just great tips on life. Um, Joseph Solomon's one. I think all guys or even girls should listen to him. He is amazing. Um, and so I just take that time to sit down journal, read the Bible, kind of get what I'm feeling down um, on paper because in a way that's just a form of admittance for me um, and kind of just talk to God with what I'm feeling through, what I'm going through, um, and just set that side or that time aside for you know just
0: being time with him before the, the busy schedule picks up. So you mentioned that you have this time on Mondays. Do you try to get it in some word time every day throughout the week or is it just kind of you do it on Mondays and you see kind of where you can fit it in or what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I, that, Mondays was just my specific example of right, just right. just like that was just my example. But No, I, I try to make um, routine of it every day. It just Mondays my example of like this is where I lock it down. Wednesdays kind of look the same for me, so I'll do it Wednesdays um Fridays I don't really have class so whenever I wake up really I that's such a gamble every single time but um yeah Tuesdays and Thursdays just kind of I, I just I'm just right now I'm an emphasis of like getting it in because I don't want to burn myself out all the time of having like a
1: this is when I need to do it because I might not look forward to it as much then so yeah for example of ways not to do this I had a good example of that this week where I came home last night And was going to take some me time, do some homework, and relax a little bit. And got asked by my roommates to go watch a movie at 10 o'clock at night. Which I decided to go watch the movie at 10 o'clock at night and get home at 12.45. Which, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to just break out of your rhythms and do random things like that. Have some fun. What movie did you go see? It was Ad Astra with Brad
3: Pitt. Can you give it a rating for me? Yeah.
1: Two and a half out of five.
3: (laughs) Ooh, that is really low.
1: Well, and here's the deal. If Brad Pitt wasn't in it, it would be a half out of five. Great point. But great point. Just
3: great point and great looking man. That's
1: true. Just Brad Pitt adds two stars. I heard he's 55. No way. He looks wonderful. He does. He's what all of us would aim to look like someday. Guys, please don't listen to them. They
2: don't understand American cinema. The movie was not bad. It was... It was decent, like it was it was above decent, it was beautiful, they just don't understand that sometimes a plot line doesn't have to be action, action, action every single second of the movie.
3: Okay, you said it was not bad, and you said it was decent, those are two very, very different things, so which one was it? Was it not bad, or was it decent? It was, well, one, I want to establish that it was not bad. You guys said it was bad.
2: Establish one is not bad. So opposing what Brock said. Opposing what Brock said, and then above that, it w- I would say it was
3: decent to above decent. So would like, you say that was kind of like a, a yes and? Like it was Yes. Yes and Amen. I will say that. <laughs> yes and Amen.
1: So I'm gonna go back to how I said the movie was average. I At did best. At best. I didn't say bad. But anyways, back to back to kind of the point of it all. You you do have to have some of those fun times where you're changing up your rhythms. I think that's what makes life you know, not mundane as when you can have experiences with your friends or like we talked about last week, building into your community. I think that's an important part to have fun with people. But I think one thing that I wanted to emphasize is just the ability to say no to some things is really important as things get busier. And I know that as someone who likes to try and please people a lot, I will try and say yes to as many things as possible. But Last night was an example of maybe a time that I could have drawn a boundary as I was starting to feel like I was getting sick and had a couple things to do. Um, and you can get over that. It does take a little extra effort. But I do think that the ability to say no to things is really important to stay faithful in the mundane because you know what, what, you, what you maybe put off now, you can reap the benefits of feeling
0: better prepared in the future for that. So I think that that's a really important thing as well. So Brock, I, w- I want to flip that back on you a little bit because last week we talked about community and wanting to pour into a yeah. community. So it, it's got to be a tough balance, right? Because you want to pour into that community. At least it is for me, right? Because I've got homework to do, got sleep. Like you got it. You said you're right. going to getting sick. So in your opinion, how has how have you been at saying no? And what do you think are just some fundamental steps that you can do to kind of look out what's best for you? You know, that's yeah, totally. And I think that one
1: thing that I've realized about community is people can really tell that you want to be in community with them when you sacrifice something in order to spend time with them. And so it's not as if I'm saying if you have something to do and someone offers to hang out with you every single time you have to draw the line of no. I just think you have to learn how to do a healthy balance of that because I think when you do have homework but someone asks you to hang out and they know that you're busy and you still take time to go spend time with them, I think those are the moments when people feel extremely valued. I think you also just need to make sure that you're building in times to take like a spiritual and mental inventory of where you're at. And I think last night I did a pretty rough job of doing that. I think my inventory was a little bit lower than I thought it was. So I committed to something that I maybe shouldn't have. And overall, I mean, I got to watch a a fine movie with some friends that i love so i mean it wasn't it wasn't as if this is worst case scenario but i think there's some things that you can commit to that are just way too big of endeavors and you end up digging yourself a hole where you're rushing and then in the future you sacrifice time getting to spend time with god and getting to just make sure that you're doing all right so it's a great question
3: so brock kind of adding off what you said um, in the idea of saying no to things i think of it almost similar to the idea of eating healthy um, and the idea of how that can relate to scripture, kind of the, the analogy you could make with that, uh, the analogy you can make with being faithful in the mundane of um, eating healthy is such a good thing for you, but it's okay to have a, a thing of ice cream sometimes. You know, it's it's okay to go to Dairy Queen sometimes with your boys or whatever that looks like. And so, how do you how do you balance those things? And I think the way to say that is like, yes it's a lot easier to say yes to the sweet and the fun and the exciting when you are already on a schedule of healthy, when you're already on a schedule and maintaining that, that healthiness throughout the day. So if you're eating three meals a day that are really great meals and really good for your body, uh, providing you the energy that you need, really filling you up, it allows you to step more into the ability to say, yeah, let's go get frozen yogurt tonight or whatever. And I think that goes back to that faithfulness and the mundane of when you have disciplines uh, to remain faithful in the times of the mundane – or to remain faithful on a daily basis, whether that's reading scripture, whether that's uh, scripture memory, whether that is journaling, whatever that looks like, um, I think it's a lot easier to say, okay, yeah, today I really I had that time today, or I know I will get that time tomorrow. So it's okay to sacrifice some of that time in order to be with people, in order to um, figure out that boundary in saying yes and no. So kind of bouncing off of that, I would ask Brock and Toby, what are some of your practices that you guys do? Some spiritual practices that you guys do to remain faithful in the mundane.
0: Yeah, so I think something that, that's cool for me is that the, they've been kind of more recent practices or practices that I had um, earlier on in my life that I've been, kind of been able to readapt, which has been really, really cool. Um, the first thing that I do um, every morning is when I wake up, I flip on worship music and just almost like meditate like, to get my mind right. And I think oftentimes when we're going through the, the daily life, you can just wake up and you can like, be in like a bad mood. Or you can just like not want to do whatever you're supposed to do. But I have really gotten or like tried to get to the point where I can appreciate every day and appreciate what's happening. Like, even if I'm going to class at ten in the morning or at eight in the morning or whatever it is when it would probably just stink, like every time like I flip on that worship music and just refocuses me. I think that's really my number one priority at the beginning of the day is just kind of rejuvenating me after I sleep. And it's been really, really helpful. So I think that's one practice. Brock, what about you? What are, what's some uh, daily practices that, that you kind of work on to get through the mundane? Yeah. Great question. Growing
1: up in church, I think you hear every week that you should be spending time in your Bible every day and you should be praying every day. And and I, I completely agree with those things. They're a hundred percent, like do them, do that every day. And I think that's, you know, that's one of my, You know practices I try to read my Bible every day and I try to spend time in prayer every day I had a conversation with someone a couple days ago where we were just talking about you know I have a lit up like a prayer list of things that I try and pray for every day and I write down you know people's names on there and different situations that I'm praying for and I had one friend of mine just tell me recently he said what if sometimes when you prayed you just sat there and asked God to speak to you instead of you speaking to him the whole time and taking time to really just like rest and actually listen. Um, and that verse be still and know," that's like my least favorite verse in all of the Bible because for me, I'm a very achieve oriented practical person and to have to be still and to just like know and listen is excruciating. Um, so I think one of the disciplines that I'm trying to start doing now is to sit in silence, which is so hard in our culture today because even when we say that we're living in the mundane, we fill things with like music or apps or sports on in the background or you know keeping our hands busy with something or you know prepping for something coming up in the future. And so I think the discipline that I, like I'm not great at but trying to practice is the one of just sitting in silence, which is really hard. And then when you close your eyes sometimes you start to fall asleep a little bit if you're a little tired. But I think it's one of those things that overall in the long term can really pay off. And I, I'm, you know, trying to begin to practice that. Austin, pass it on to you. Um, that's great. And I just I I just wanted to bring up a
2: question because I think we've given some like good ways that we all try to combat Um, you know, living the mundane, but I don't think we focused enough on. I'm just curious to if you guys your input on this and like, because I know we all hate the mundane. I don't know someone who really love. People might like the mundane, but like I know us as guys and just knowing you guys, like I just do not like the mundane. I want every day to be fun. Um, but where are some ways that you guys feel like you struggle in the mundane? Where do you see that in your spiritual life? Where do you see that in your daily life? And what's one way that you think you can improve um, on and try to combat that?
3: Awesome. I think that's a great question. I think that one thing that's so hard for me about the mundane, one thing I struggle about is seeing the point of it. Um, it almost just seems like, God, like, why would you create life to have seasons where sometimes I feel close to you and sometimes I feel far from you and sometimes life feels ordinary and sometimes it feels extraordinary. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just choose to make it extraordinary all the time where I could be on fire for you all the time? Really? loving, stepping into faith, stepping in in deeper faithfulness with you. Um, But then I look at the people in the Bible, and I think that this is the part that really helps me uh, walk through that mundane well, is I look at the people in the Bible like Joseph, who had many mundane years before he got to provide for his family uh, during a famine in the Bible, where he got to provide for his family uh, in the famine in Genesis. And so I I look at that. I also look at people like Jesus who— He had 30 years of mundane before he did his three years of ministry. And so looking at it and saying, God is choosing to shape us through the mundane. And it's in those times that God, uh, if we choose to engage, will shape those spiritual practices and shape those habits that allow us to really do fruitful ministry when time is exciting and extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing that you say there, Doss, is like, why is there ordinary when we could just have extraordinary all the time? And I, I think about that constantly. But then the extraordinary is no longer extraordinary, right? If, if extraordinary is your – it becomes your ordinary, right? So I think that God provides – I honestly will say provides those ordinary times so we can appreciate the extraordinary people and the extraordinary times in our life better, and I think that once you kind of acknowledge that that's just a – it's a gift from God, the ordinary, so you can acknowledge the extraordinary even better.
2: Yeah, Toby, I think that's a, I think that's actually like an amazing point that you brought up. I think that also like – I think that can tie into a lot of things, like that with emotions. You know, like yeah. why people – like why if we have God, why do we go through sad emotions? Like we don't need to – we have joy in God, but it's like – if we felt constant joy all the time from the Lord, then we like, there'd be no need. You know what I'm saying? Like in the sadness is where we cling to the Lord. Just in the same way, sometimes in the ordinary is when we look question, God reveals new faces um, of him to us. So I think that's super cool.
3: Life is like good pizza. If you had it all the time, it wouldn't be so good. It'd just be average. It'd just be normal pizza. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that pizza could get deep? Yes. In fact, I did because I would say that
1: heaven's, Pizza choice is Giordano's, and gotta love that deep dish. And sinful pizza choice is Lou Malnati's.
3: I think you're wrong on calling those people sinners, but I think that both are phenomenal. You really can't go wrong with deep dish. Call me wrong, but I am just not a deep dish guy. I don't. I concur. We're gonna move on. I'm call- <laughs> I'm calling you wrong, Austin.
0: <laughs> so to, to way con- too much cheese. The, by the way, there's way uh, too much cheese on deep totally dish. I'm just gonna cheese. throw that in there. We're done. We're done with that.
1: So last part about your question, Austin, of the mundane. It makes me think about the times when I sit down to read my Bible and I feel like I get nothing out of it. And part of that is because I think our church culture is consumeristic. And I think we believe that every time we go to a church service or hear a worship song or read the Bible, that it should be something extraordinary and change our life. And we always hear about how the word of God is alive and moving and God breathed. And I agree. Yeah, I think there are some times when we sit down and read scripture or hear a song and we don't feel anything. But like Toby said, if we don't practice looking for the extraordinary, looking for God to speak to us in different ways, we won't experience that. And it makes me think of this verse in Hebrews 12, verse 11, where it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but rather painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so I I think we can mirror that onto what we're talking about of like mundane can equal reason to become more disciplined. And I think if you don't frame it like that, you think it, everything is a chore. But I think if you frame it as the mundane is an opportunity to train, I think that can change your perspective and trajectory. And I was even thinking the other day about there hasn't been anything super crazy that's happened in my life the past year. There's, there's been some big major events, but I look at who I was last year versus who I am now, and the fact that I've tried to stay committed to the best of my ability to letting God grow me and shape me, and there's lots of things he changed that I didn't even know he was changing in the mundane. So I think it's really important to just keep that discipline, because it might feel painful, it might feel slow and boring, but really, it does have a super positive outcome
3: brock i think that's so awesome and i think that's one way that god has really allowed uh has been kind to us and allowed us to really grow is by looking backwards i think that the hindsight is beautiful when we get to look back and um, look back look back at our own lives but also look back at his story his big story and look back at the bible and say wow look at what he has done look at the way he has been faithful faithful and the way that he will continue to be Um, so kind of walking off of that i would love to shoot a question at all of you guys and say on the on the basis of mundane life and being faithfulness in that what is a discipline a, a discipline of the week that you guys would say that you could give as a tip for instead of a tip of a week a discipline of the week that you would give for someone who is walking in a season of mundane right now to continue to be faithful and to honestly even celebrate that mundaneness okay to go back to first week of podcast take a walk take
1: 15 minutes. And I think the important thing is you have to put it in your schedule somewhere that your break is going to be refreshing for you and not a chore for you. Something I want to start doing is I want to be putting 15 minute chunks in the middle of my times doing homework or applying for internships where I force myself to take a rest so that those rests are refreshing and so that when I'm reading the Bible during those times, it is providing me with a break. It is providing me with an opportunity to like take that light yoke that jesus talks about that that ability to like take our burdens and give it to him and i so so i think for me it's less about what discipline and more about when you're putting your disciplined rest time into play
3: if i were to jump back on that question i think my discipline of the week would be similar to what toby is talking about but taking a worship song and sitting and listening to that song and letting the lyrics wash over you and not necessarily not necessarily a worship song that um you are expressing your love for God, but rather it's acknowledging the good things about God, um, acknowledging his character, acknowledging the ways that he is beautiful and how we can stand on those things. And so a couple songs that I can think of kind of like that, if you guys would be willing to try that. One is Worthy, Worthy by Vertical Worship. Another one is Waymaker by Leland. And a third one is Worth It All by C- Chris McClarney. Um And just kind of sitting in that adoration for Jesus and getting to realize the extraordinary part of his story that we get to be even when we are in the ordinary
0: that's really good dawson brock yours as well Austin phillips's tip of the week from week one has been utilized by yours truly quite a bit so awesome thank you so much for that i think a discipline of the week and something that i have dabbled in a little bit is just writing down Like, emotions, but specifically, like, positive emotions in the ordinary or, like, the mundane. So, like we were talking about as the mundane being a gift from God, just figuring out where you see the positives in the ordinary or when maybe you're just having, like, a bad week or whatever. But when you find the good parts of that, I think you're able to celebrate that. And when you're still able to praise God for the things that he does in the ordinary, I think is really cool. So I've kind of kept almost a journal in a Tacos Are Life from San Diego uh, journal. And I, I did cross out tacos and put Jesus. So, yes, Jesus is life. Um, but but I, w- I would say that if you're just identifying the positive things from a mundane week or a mundane day even, I think uh, would be a good discipline that you could maybe enact uh, in your everyday life. I'm rounding it out here for a uh,
2: Discipline of the Week. Um, so this might not even be – to me, it's not a discipline because I love it, but I think it just could be a way that people get more um, active in maybe the Word or learning something or just being with God in His presence. But I'm a big YouTube guy. I would love to know how many hours of my life has been spent on YouTube because I guarantee you it is a lot.
3: Give guesstimate.
2: I I honestly don't think I could give an estimate.
3: Over under, sixty whole days. How many hours is that? Oh. Too many to count. <laughs> twenty four times sixty. Ooh, don't know. One hundred
1: forty four.
2: I don't think it's that much. It's probably not that much. Sixty times twenty four. Anyways, keep going, <laughs> Austin. Okay. Um. So really, like, cause I I'm not gonna, I watch a lot of YouTube, and so when I'm watching YouTube. And I could be feeling – like when you know, you're watching – YouTube. you know when you're doing stuff and you're like, man, I could be reading the Bible or praying right now. Um, but sometimes I'll just be like, hey, if I'm watching YouTube, might as well watch something that gives glory to God or I can learn God in a new way. So I'm just going to give up the Joseph Solomon example again because I think he's a great channel. But he's just got some great videos that, that talks about – like men men stuff christian stuff in general like i'm looking at videos right now like should women pursue men um god will never give you more than you can bear kind of him debunking that um like talking about how to deal with dark clouds and dark seasons as christian it's just like you learn a lot and he brings up a lot of scripture where it makes me go back and like let me invest in the word and actually figure out like what this means in context or the actual whole story behind this um, so I can relate that to my life. So I think it doesn't feel like a discipline to me because I love YouTube and I love specifically him, but I think that, I don't know, it might be beneficial to other people too.
1: There we go. How to deal with the mundane. We're not perfect at it, so take the piece of this conversation that you feel will help you run with them. If there's things that we said that sound funny to you or won't work for you, Maybe challenge yourself to try them, and if they don't work, then, you know, find the things that are uniquely attuned to you because God made you to be exactly who you are.
2: Right, and then even if it doesn't work, take comfort in that because sometimes all this stuff doesn't even work for us. It's just a, it's just sometimes you just got to sit down and do it if it doesn't work, push through
0: it, and that's
2: just the season of life, you know?
0: Yeah, so I think Disciplines of the Week kind of took over our Tip of the Week segment this time, but Austin, my favorite segment of the week is – Fact of the week. So do you have a ready-made fact of the week for us this week? Oh, I do. And I know know you guys love just the the sport
2: of Frisbee, whether it's ultimate, whether it's just tossing it around, Frisbee golf. It's great. You guys are big Frisbee guys. So this one, should you guys should love it. So the inventor of the Frisbee, when he died, was turned into a Frisbee.
3: Can you explain that?
2: So – Steady Ed, that's his name, Steady Ed. Steady. Was that he, his
3: real name? There's no that's way his that's nickname. his real that's name. That's his nickname. Oh, okay, I was going
2: to say Ed Hedrick, but his his nickname's Steady Ed. Um, in the 1950s, he 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 invented the frisbee, okay? And then he said his um his wife said he lived for fi- for frisbee. And when he died in 2002, his final wish to ha- was to have his ashes Turned into what else but a frisbee. His son said it was his father's dream that they play with him after death.
1: Gosh, Austin, you, man. Uh,
2: No. Let's take a poll. Would you play with your parents' ashes when you were
3: (laughs) dead? I'm going to make a sandbox of my parents' ashes. No.
1: That's horrible.
2: You
3: could keep them forever. They're with you.
1: Do you ever think about how people have started spreading ashes in different places around the world like you could be playing on the beach and like step in someone's ashes just because people spread those everywhere
3: this got really morbid really quick so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just we're gonna switch the topic all about the mundane baby (laughs) brock would you give us a clothing item of the week just any sort of was it whether it's a t-shirt a sock your right or left sock maybe a hat
1: yes i can i would give a belt because belts really do complete an outfit I think that they're – The belt of truth, baby. Uh, the belt of truth. I think that if you don't have some sort of security, some sort of something holding you up, some sort of safety mechanism, your pants are just going to be falling down all the time. And what do and the, the pants life? represent? What do the pants represent? You're just going to be tripping all over yourself, I think. think uh, I think that's, yeah. that's my clothing item week. All right. Last thing. This day in history, I found a really fun thing for September 30th. In September of 2009, Guy Laliberte, a Canadian billionaire, became the first clown to travel to outer space as a part of the space tourism program.
3: How do you become a billionaire as a clown? Kids don't pay that much to have you at their party.
2: Brock, I have a question. So if that
1: clown went to outer space instead of Brad Pitt, what would you rate that movie? I wouldn't have even gone. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... This has been week three of the What Manhood Means podcast. Thank you so much for coming along. Austin, I like last week how you kind of wrapped up with a few words. Do you think you can wrap up with a couple words again this week?
2: Yeah, so the words I want to wrap up with are uh, let's go mundane, let's go boring, let's go chasing God. That's two words. And let's go clowns in
0: space <laughs> by the way it's a 1.5 out of 5 for that ad astra horrible movie horrible movie hope you guys have a great week join us next week guys as we
1: have our first phone interview so the four of us will be talking with someone probably older than us who doesn't go to college who is in a different season of life and just hearing from them about what being a man chasing after god looks like can't wait to have you guys join us. Well,
0: you can tell everybody. You can tell it.